the CDSFA Community Football Podcast. Hello, I'm Gilbert Lorquet, and welcome to episode 25 of the CDSFA Community Football Podcast. On Tuesday, the 2nd of June, the New South Wales Government finally made an announcement concerning the recommencement of community sport for those participants aged 18 years and under from 1st of July 2020. Naturally, Football New South Wales welcomed the positive news for junior and youth football. However, the announcement continued the uncertainty for the many tens of thousands of senior players. At the end of May, Football New South Wales released its return to training guidelines and shortly thereafter amended the temporary suspension on all footballing activities by allowing teams to recommence training whilst adhering to the public health order in preparation for a July return to play. So what do we know at this point? Well, yesterday the New South Wales government indicated that the return to sport would be subject to specific guidelines. These have been prepared for football and are with the New South Wales government for approval. Once approved, they will be published and shared with the general public. Training, they can take place in groups of 10, observing stated social distancing and other measures. This is outlined in the return to training guidelines that Football New South Wales released a few weeks ago. Training is not restricted to children and all teams are encouraged to commence training in preparation for the season's commencement. And following yesterday's announcement, Football New South Wales and the CDSFA are working towards a kickoff for competitions aged 18 and under to commence around the 1st of July 2020. The patience of players, club volunteers, referees and club committees has underpinned the strength of community football in facing the challenges and disruption to the traditional football season caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. The good news is community football, inclusive of the association and member clubs, is preparing for a staged return to competition. The first stage of organised fixturing will be the commencement of matches for the small side of football teams, commonly referred to as mini-roos and mini-tilders age 5 to 11, and junior competition leagues for under 12 to under 18s. To facilitate the conduct of fixtures, the association has been working on scenarios based upon the availability of football fields and the period the clubs will have access to those grounds before a changeover is required for the commencement of summer sports. So the competition can resume, the CDSFA board has had to make some decisions which would permit competition operations to be feasible and to permit an equitable number of fixtures to be played by all participants. To discuss further on the matters which were necessary to facilitate a return to play, I'm joined by the Chief Executive Officer of the CDSFA, Mr Ian Holmes. Oh, hi, Ian. How are you going? Uh, good, thank you, uh, Gilbert. All right, we're getting there. Here we are. So, 
I think the last break, the last time we spoke uh, a few months ago, I think we were just starting the COVID nineteen pandemic there. Uh, looking forward now, first week of winter. Can you tell us how many competition rounds does the uh, CDCFA plan to fi- to fixture, considering the announcement yesterday? Well, look, the the board in preparation for the announcement uh, has uh, decreed or decided that uh, we will need to deliver uh, 14 premiership competition rounds in the competitive uh, age group, and uh, we will do similar in the small-sided uh, football non-competitive age groups. Mm-hmm. Now, this will mean uh, some rejigging of... Um, a grading that was uh, done earlier in the, the season to try and get uh, eight-team comps and, uh, where not possible, six-team comp format uh, in place to mm-hmm. cater for what needs to be done. Um, an eight-team format uh, will provide 14 premiership rounds. A six-team format will actually provide 15 um, premiership rounds because we actually um, – have the teams play uh, three times. Yeah, right. Okay. So that sounds quite promising. What happens if uh, in every season there is a washed-out round? Um, what happens if a round is washed out during the you know, during this new, uh, I guess, reformatted competition? Well, given that we've got a, a condensed season, um, we simply do not have across the footprint of the association uh, sufficient floodlighting to mm. try and play uh, catch-up games uh, midweek. Mm-hmm. So if there are washed-out rounds, they will have to be washed out uh, because right. there are now too many complaints when we have to play uh, double-header rounds and we want to obviously uh, try and avoid that um, uh, situation because the weekends are going to be chock-a-block as it is Mm. anyway, getting in the fixtures that we need to have played. Does that include uh, the July school holidays? Uh, It does. Uh, Normally we would break for the Mm. uh, school um, holidays in July, the second week, but we can't afford the luxury of doing that um, uh, this year again Mm. because we uh, have to operate within the parameters of when we will have the grounds and for how long we will have the the grounds and yeah. to try and avoid the conflicts with the uh, the summer sports. Yeah, no, fantastic. And matches, uh, I guess, being set down at the moment, are you looking at uh, normally, traditionally, obviously we end up around August. Do you, you're saying it might go into, what, the first weekend in October? Well, at the moment we're looking yeah. at the, the first weekend as in yeah. October yeah. as the last or the final last weekend round. for for probably, you know, 95% of uh, competitions. So do you reckon there'll be an overlap with summer sports? Uh, We're trying to avoid that. Um, We will need to look at what we do with our two flagship competitions, which Mm. are adult competitions, the Bill Brackenby Cup and the the Grace Martin Trophy. Uh, The Mm. approach to those two competitions, because there is a prize money uh, element mm. to it will be different from all the other uh, adult competitions and all the other competitive competitions. Yeah. Now, with interesting, you mentioned the adults and obviously senior competitions. Yesterday's announcement by the New South Wales government really focused on uh, participants aged 18 years and under. 
what's your feel with seniors? I mean, what, what do you think? Uh, should we expect an announcement soon or? Well, my gut yeah. feel at the moment is I think that they will probably start two weeks after the, oh, right. the kids. Yeah, okay. that's my that's a gut feel wow. uh, just based on <laughs> you know dis- discussions with other parties right. okay. uh, who remain unnamed at this, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. uh, this stage. But that, that's okay. my gut feel. So I think good. it'll be about two weeks later. Yeah, I suspect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But by by the, the third week in July, yeah, I think we will have everybody. Um, Fantastic. Uh, on, on the park. Um, yep. And we know that we can run the adult competitions. Mm. Uh, we'll have access to sufficient grounds mm. um, if we do get underway um, with the adult competitions the third, the, 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 that third weekend. Yeah, yeah. If they leave it any later than that, it, it will become a logistical nightmare Absolutely. for us to be quite frank with mm. you. Mm. Um, and some hard calls will have to be made on that. Yeah. How about uh, people that uh, traditionally when the competition normally starts in March or April, there are always sort of some players registering late. Now, this year has been a bit unusual. Um, have the, the the date for, I guess, late player registrations, has that been extended? Uh, it has. The right. board has extended that out now to the 31st of uh, July. July, so, yeah. Normally, you would finish yeah. the, the registrations finish the thirty first of May. The yeah. the board has uh, decided to push that back to the uh, the um, uh, thirty one uh, July, which yeah. is a Friday. So yeah. they got till close of business at five pm on on the thirty first of July. Mm-hmm. You talked earlier, I think, about the fourteen premiership rounds. Yeah, <laughs> applying the Aussie way of having uh, finals football or finals in most sports. Uh, are you suggesting now that we know a championship series or final series conducted this season? Uh, the, the reality is yeah. we will not we will not have the infrastructure to do it. Okay. So we will be moving to a post, which is uh, what is traditionally followed, yep. you know, in most football countries in the world. Right. However, I have to say this is not the first time okay. the association has had first past the post. Really? It has had it in the past. It's it's moved from first past the post, particularly in the very early days uh, yep. of yep. the uh, the association. Uh, it then moved into um, um, uh, semi-final, final, grand final mm. uh, format. Actually, in the nineteen fifties. Wow. Then, uh, sometime later in the seventies, uh, uh, again, uh, it dropped back to first past the post. Right. So the clubs, the clubs changed their mind on and off over a period <laughs> of time. Yeah. But you know, obviously, in, in the last um, yeah. you know recent years. Uh, they've settled on the traditional Australian format of having right, the championship right. series. And for those uh, super competitive teams out there, uh, if they so you're saying if they finish first, they'll get the uh, premiership medals. That normally yeah, you'd distribute at a grand final, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally we would. Yeah. Yes, the premiership, the premier teams will yep. be provided with the premiership medals. Right, uh, they will be provided to the the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the club name will be engraved, or the team name will be engraved on the relevant uh, premiership uh, trophies allocated to uh, you know those competitions. Yeah, and right. of course the premiers, 
uh, are recognised and listed in the annual report of Beautiful. the uh, the association. So yeah. the historical records will be will be there. They'll be in place, and the individual players will, of course, be uh, recognised with um, uh, the premiership medal. Yeah, great. A uh, few questions that have come in, I know, from clubs and parents, uh, especially small-sided games. The kids love their medallions at the end of the um, non-premiership, I guess, pre- presentation round. Is that going to happen uh, this this season? Again, the, the yeah. board has made a decision uh, that it will um, provide uh, each club right. uh, with uh, medallions for the uh, youngsters playing in the mini roos and the mini kilders. Yeah. Uh, originally, the medallions were were purchased to try and um, mm. act as a uh, a budget offset for for clubs. Okay. Um, you know, so, some clubs have accepted yeah, that that was the purpose for it. Yeah. But others have gone out and they buy the you know the, the, the trophies. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. Um, Trophy days. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, my own view, and I can only speak personally. Yeah. Um, clubs are better off uh, taking the the medallions; it offsets their operating costs. If yeah. they do want to give some sort of incentive to uh, to the youngsters, uh, mm. yeah, they can provide them with with um, you know a form of apparel with the, with the club logo on it, mm. uh, or some other football item with the club logo on it to market it to have the kids come back the following year, rather than giving them a a plastic, you know, yeah. trophy which will, nice. um, you know, end up in a drawer at some stage. Yeah, right. Now, a lot of people may not know, during this uh, period of isolation, the CDCFA's female football development officer is still be working away, uh, planning for, obviously, return to football, but also engaging with, with the community. Is um, the association still intends to proceed with the uh, female football gala day, doesn't it? Yes, the, the yeah. board has um, uh, made a decision that both the uh, Female Football Gala Day, which right. um, Trudy has been very involved in uh, looking at options and how to proceed, mm. it will be uh, organised in conjunction with the Committee for Female Football right. uh, and we've set down what will be round six or round 12 right. and that's a matter to for the, the committee to discuss with um uh, Trudy, uh, for that event to take place and yeah, to be right. coordinated for either round six or round twelve uh, of the twenty twenty season. Oh, that's exciting, and the charitable round that's that's uh, taken shape, I think, and become more popular over the recent years. Is that that still happening? Was that available uh, it, for? Yeah, that that that's that's been approved again. That's Great. been designated for round eight. Okay. Uh, I do have to mention that. Um, uh, I think it's the over 35 from uh, Helston Park. Right. Uh, that team has actually done some work uh, to assist the uh, uh, Mr. Perfect um, oh, yeah. uh, charity, oh, which yeah. Uh, is yeah, it's it's uh, it deals with mental health for, mm-hmm. for males. Um, yeah. I got a note from the charity the other day to say that uh, that team had raised five thousand dollars for. Uh, Okay, for that so charity, yeah, it's, it's um, you know you, you take got to take your hat off to the to the people in that team and to the club. Yeah. But the round eight is still there for those clubs who yeah. do have a a charity and and want to help others in the community more broadly. Yeah, great. Now I know fee the fee structure sometimes can be a bit complicated, so we're not going to get too much detail. But 
just broadly, um, people are probably asking, okay, if we're getting the money's worth here uh, in terms of any redu- possible reductions or reduction mm-hmm. in fees, can you tell us just broadly speaking what's been the discussion there at the moment with Football well, New South Wales or FFA? Well, there's been a discussion across the board and, and what uh, a lot of people do not understand, those who run clubs understand, uh, clubs uh, fork out a lot of money at the, the, the beginning of the season and at yeah. the end of the season. Mm. And our clubs have, uh, you know, for instance, I know one club that's bought a whole new kit yeah. Uh, for all of its players, mm. uh, they had a uh, a sponsor who's um, had their uh, branding supplemented on the the playing um, uh, the playing kit. Mm. Uh, they were expecting to get some money towards uh, that sponsorship. That that sponsor now, because of COVID nineteen, mm. uh, has fallen over, mm-hmm. and there are other clubs in in a a, a similar boat. Uh, look, in in terms of uh, football, New South Wales, there's been a, a broad range um, uh, discussion amongst associations uh, with mm. uh, football, New South Wales. Uh, football, New South Wales board, uh, to their credit, uh, yeah. have agreed to um, uh, make uh, some minor reductions or to reduce the the state capitation fee that they mm. charge to associations. Right. Uh, the CDSFA board has agreed to uh, those reductions being passed across to the member clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is to try and assist the member clubs mm-hmm. uh, in terms of lost revenue opportunities, i.e. they haven't had the chance this year, most clubs, to do any fundraising at all. Right. Uh, the fact that canteens will not be in uh, operation uh, in in the foreseeable future, and yeah. I doubt that there'll be any canteens operating Is that right? uh, this, this you, year. You don't think this year at all? No, I don't well, think so. That's huge, I don't isn't think it? So. Huge loss. Uh, yeah. Look, it's a huge loss for the mm. club. So, so the board are looking, uh, and and the approach the board's taken is it is important that each and every club yeah. survives. Yeah, if absolutely. each and every club survives the clubs will make sure their association survives. Mm-hmm. That's the approach that the board has taken. It's the correct approach. It's mm. the responsible approach. Yeah. So that uh, that reduction mm-hmm. uh, will be passed straight to the uh, to the clubs. Right. Uh, we won't be keeping any of it at all. Yeah, In right. terms of the FFA, mm. um, you don't have to be a financial wizard yeah. to uh, mm-hmm. work out that they are in trouble. Right. Uh, it's very, very clear from uh, all the uh, media uh, reports. Mm. Uh, whilst there has been a request for a reduction in the national registration fee, uh, not yeah. just by this association but by all the other associations, mm-hmm. uh, my gut feel is that there will be no reduction in the oh. national registration fee. Oh, okay. uh, my, again, view is that uh, the FFA is uh, scrambling for uh, for money and will not reduce the fee. Mm. Where my concern is, mm-hmm. is not so much that they they won't reduce the fee. Mm. Where my concern is, is that they will reduce the grants right. or stop the grants that they make to oh. uh, 
national, sorry, to the state associations yeah. to uh, assist and um, with community programs, mm-hmm. uh, and they will by doing that the FFA will not be investing directly in community uh, football programs, and that, for me, is a concern. Uh, Hopefully, my um, view is uh, wrong, Mm. but my gut feel, and based on my experience and knowing how the national body tends to operate, Mm. uh, I would not be surprised if they were to say, a, there's no reduction in national registration fee and oh. fees. And by the way, uh, state associations, we won't be making the grants or we'll be ma- only making um, sm- uh, substantially smaller grants than we have in the past. Well, yeah, hope, okay. Hopefully I'm wrong. Mm. Hopefully I'm wrong. I, I'd like yeah. to be proved wrong, but yeah. that's just my gut feel. Well, Okay. Now, you've been in touch with all the clubs, I know, in the last few months. What are, just generally, are, are you finding most clubs are, you know, keeping their head above water? Or what are they doing at the moment? Look, I, I have to say this. The patience and the resilience of the, the clubs yeah. um, is, is it's really commendable. Uh, some of them feeling the pinch. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely, they're feeling the, the pinch. Uh, a lot of the clubs, you know, they, they operate on the basis of trying to keep fees to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't look to make uh, uh, profits, mm. you know. They don't look to have major operating reserves. And, mm-hmm. and something mm-hmm. like uh, COVID-19 uh, coming out of the woodwork the yeah. way that it did has, has knocked a number of them sure. around sure. You know, quite, quite substantially. Mm. But again, you have the resolve in those clubs, you have the That's commitment right. in those clubs, yeah. and you have those very dedicated, resilient volunteers in those clubs that are going to make sure the club survives. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And, the, and for the association, mm. you know, the, the association itself is the clubs. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. it is important. Mm. Uh, for the game, yeah. that each and every club survives mm. and comes through this, you know, and, and out the other side and continues to yeah. contribute to, you know, the, the community fabric, which which they all do. Mm. Mm. Now, you know, they play, a, they play a really, really important role and, and yeah. I think even more so now mm. in, in in bringing about, again, social interaction, social yeah. cohesion, and, of course, the issue of mental health. Absolutely, absolutely. You reckon at this time as well you're finding the importance of football has been elevated because of the need to, you know, definitely interact and, and, and get back on the field? I I believe, and you know, not just football, our, 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 but most community sports are mm. significant parts of people's lives yeah. and people's social activities. Mm-hmm. This has been taken away from them. Mm-hmm. As the largest participant sport mm-hmm. in New South Wales, mm. yes, where football has a significant role to play mm. in bringing the community back together. Mm. And people have missed that social interaction. Yeah. Whether it is the, the, the kids, mm. you know, missing playing with their their friends, Mm. whether it is the parents who have developed uh, social connections with other parents in the team, Mm. uh, whether it is the mature age players who look forward 
to getting on the the, 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 the field every weekend, yeah. uh, whether it's the, 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 the grandparents who like to be able to come and watch their grandchildren play, mm-hmm. whether it's the mature-age women who see football as an outlet from uh, dealing with, you know, carrying most of the family responsibilities, yeah. uh, which they still do these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that's had an, had an impact. Mm. It's had an impact, and I think most people now, you know, realise probably for the first time in many cases mm. just how important their community football participation is mm. to their lifestyle. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, let's hope uh, in less than a month's time uh, we're back back on the pitch and uh, everyone enjoying their football again, eh? Well, that's what the board wants to achieve. That's yeah. the board's um, focus at the yeah. moment, mm-hmm. um, along with, and I, I, I have to stress this, mm. the need that we do it in a way mm. that is safe for everybody. Sure. Sure. And, and, and one of the concerns that the board has is to ensure that we get the message out there that it mm. has to be done mm. in accordance with the public health orders. Yeah. Because the 95% of us mm. who are not vulnerable mm. have a special responsibility Absolutely. to ensure that the 5% who are vulnerable mm. are, in fact, protected by the majority. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we have to do. We can't afford to have a second wave of this yeah. at all. Nobody wants to see anybody no, die. Nobody wants to see the economy crashed any further than it already has. So yeah. we have to protect people. That's, okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fantastic, Ian. Um, any any final final message for the uh, thousands of players, and coaches, managers and parents out there just on the eve of the hopefully the start of the season? Well, all I can do is on behalf of uh, the board yeah. and the member clubs, Thank the players for their patience. Yep. Thank the club volunteers for their patience. Thank the referees for their patience. Thank the club committees for their patience. To also acknowledge the important role that the local councils, the Inner West Council, the Canterbury Bankstown Council, the Canada Bay Council, the Burwood Council, and the Strathfield Council will play in helping us get people on the park. They have critical roles to play mm. and we are looking forward to working constructively with all those councils to be able to deliver a football competition to everybody in the CDSFA footprint. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks very much. All right, we'll, look, uh, we'll hopefully catch up soon in person, eh? Certainly will, mate. We love these calls but nothing beats the face-to-face interaction. So, well, I don't know. We've been having these virtual board <laughs> meetings, and I tend to actually like those. You've become a Zoom master. Uh, they've become <laughs> short, sharp, and focused. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Watch and we out. can do it from our homes. That's it. All right. Thanks very much for your time. Okay. Take care. Thank you. See you later. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye-bye.